Welcome to today's Living Word for February 8th, 2024. I'm TJ Gentry. Please join with me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We continue making our way through the book of Acts. Today we're in Acts chapter 18, verses 18 to 23. In these verses we will focus on the theme, A vow is a vow. We'll see in this passage why we say that. Paul has taken a vow, and we'll talk about that more. A vow is a vow, Acts chapter 18, starting in verse 18, Luke writes, So Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut at Zincrea, for he had taken a vow. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay a longer time with them, he did not consent but took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return to you, God willing. And he sailed from Ephesus. And when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and greeted the church, he went down to Antioch. After he had spent some time there, he departed and went over the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order, strengthening all the disciples. And thus far the reading of God's word. We're introduced here to this vow that Paul made. Now, two questions that we want to answer. One, what kind of vow was it? It was most likely a Nazarite vow. Uh, That was a vow that Paul had made that would have entailed shaving his head and agreeing to abide by certain practices for a certain time. Remember, in the Old Testament, there was a Nazarite vow taken. Uh, by one particularly interesting and strong person. So the vow was likely a Nazarite vow. The, the other question we want to answer is, when did he take it? Well, the text doesn't make it explicit, but based on the context of Acts 18, it's most likely that Paul, when he had the vision from the Lord who told him to stay and minister in Corinth and assured him that he was protected and reminded him that he had people there. It was likely at that point that Paul had made his vow to the Lord. Probably something along the lines of, Lord, I'm making this vow to you as a sign of my commitment and trust, and the Lord uh, was there honoring Paul's ministry as consequence of that. And so now we see that Paul is serious about keeping that vow. And it's interesting that in this discussion around the vow, we find out an awful lot about our vow as Christians. And what is our vow? Well, baptism is our vow. It's a vow of God to us, and it's a vow to God by us. And so, insofar as you think about keeping this vow, think about what the Reformers would have called making good on your baptism, living faithful to your commitment, or as other scriptures would say, walking worthy of the calling that we have received keeping the vow because a vow is a vow. In verse 18, here's what we see. God takes our commitments to him seriously. Paul had made a vow 
and he understood that that was a serious vow. He he stayed for a good time, a uh, good while, a uh, length of time in in Corinth and ministered, but then Paul he left to go to Syria. He took Priscilla and Aquila with him. Why was he doing that? Because he had made this vow and he had made this commitment and he knew that he had to get back to Jerusalem uh, to keep the feast. And so Paul demonstrates that when we make a commitment to God, God takes that very seriously. And so should we. Now, if we are left to our own devices, we are vow breakers. But when we make a commitment to God, we're also empowered by the Spirit of God to keep that commitment. And so a vow is a vow. God takes our commitment to him very seriously. Verses 19 to 21, we see that Paul has arrived in Ephesus en route to Jerusalem, and he goes into the synagogue. He has fruitful ministry, so much so that they say, please stay with us. And Paul said, I can't. I have to go. He said he would not consent. He took leave of them. He said, I have to keep the feast. But God willing, he said, I will return to you again. And then he sailed from there to uh, his next destination. What's going on there? Well, because a vow is a vow, because God takes our commitments to him seriously, we see in these verses that our commitments to the gospel, to honoring God, who has called us by the gospel, they take priority over all others. Paul could no doubt have stayed in Ephesus and had fruitful ministry. But it wasn't the time for that. His commitment to the gospel and to following God's leading and keeping this vow, it took priority over all other people and things. That might sound a little harsh, but Jesus said, anyone who loves family more than me, who loves anything more than me, he said, it's not worthy of me. Jesus isn't saying we shouldn't love those things, but he's saying there's a priority in our love which is a priority in our commitments, and he is first. When it comes right down to it, if we're asked to choose between Jesus and anything, the choice is always to be Jesus because our commitments to the gospel take priority over all others. And then finally, in verses 22 and 23, talking about a vow as a vow, we see that our commitments to the gospel are a commitment to the church. We have to be a people who understand the priority is the gospel, and the gospel is essential to the heart of the church. So when we are committed to the church, we're committed to the gospel, and when we're committed to the gospel, well, we're committed to the church. That's why the Bible tells us in this passage that he lands at Caesarea, and what does he do? He goes up and greets the church, goes down to Antioch. He spends some time there with the Christians. Then what does he do? He goes over the region of Galatia and Phrygia, Why? To strengthen the disciples, to minister to the Christians there. Paul was all about taking care of the church. Paul never understood anything about his faith apart from the community of believers. What a great lesson that is for us today. Our faith matters because the church matters, and the church matters because our faith matters. Paul shows us that we have to keep the commitments to the gospel, and by doing so, we keep our commitment to the church. So again, Acts 18, 18 to 23, a vow is a vow. God takes our commitments to him seriously. That's verse 18. Our commitments to the gospel take priority over all others. That's verses 19 to 21. And our commitments to the gospel are a commitment to the church. That's verses 22 and 23. Amen.